0: five already? We made it to five. We made it to a Halloween episode. Yeah and um, today we are deciding to take a break from the alcohol and instead just indulge
1: in some good old dark chocolate peanut butter cups. If you guys haven't tried the Trader Joe's dark chocolate peanut butter cups, they're the truth man. It's a bomb. <laughs> you just gotta, <laughs> you, you gotta try It's It's kind of bad because we the, usually, the box disappear on is way faster than any other character. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a little concerning. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm Gloria. I, I'm Gloria. <laughs> <laughs> We're keeping that. <laughs>
1: I'm Gloria.
0: Yeah, and I'm Victoria. And uh, if you guys haven't noticed already, our names actually rhyme. Uh, what makes it worse is that our last names actually rhyme as well and that's probably the most embarrassing part we yep. always get the reaction when they hear us introduce ourselves they're like oh my
1: god so funny your so first adorable. name rhymes. and then they hear our last name and they're like
0: oh that's a little embarrassing
1: i wonder <laughs> if we've ever met someone told them our full names right. and they just think that we're scamming them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and i think what makes it worse is that uh we often do tend to dress in the same color scheme
1: yeah we just can't help it you know we are on the road a lot doing chemist confessions so it's a natural progression one day you're just gonna you want to optimize your wardrobe right you you start going down this youtube rabbit hole of how to get 19 outfits out of five pieces right (laughs) Yeah, and, and you just
0: somehow end up with the same colors. Shades of gray, shades of white, shades of cream. Right, <laughs> and so, yeah, we do end up looking a little bit like Tweedledee and Tweedledum, so if you've ever met us in person, I'm sure you'd also agree. <laughs> yeah, so we're just a comical lot, I guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 All right, Anyways, so. so um, thank you for bearing with us. We actually really like the podcast format, so way to chit-chat and kind of Joke around a little bit.
0: Add some nice routine to our very chaotic class.
1: Oh yeah. Well I was just telling Victoria that I feel like doing the podcast almost feels like how um Tom Hanks and Castaway is like <laughs> counting time on a deserted island. <laughs> if we don't have a schedule and routine, which we don't, not right. even a little bit, yes. then we don't even know what's going on anymore right
0: and i think in some ways it's a little bit of a therapy session a Mm -hmm. nice like check-in like see how we feel about skincare this week how do you feel (laughs) are you okay yeah so yeah why don't we just dive right in yeah um we're gonna start off with some classic skincare news.
1: yeah so um this week's theme is routines, but as, as usual, we're going to talk about some skincare news first and before we get into the topics. So, the first piece of news is uh, uh, a little awkward. It's the <laughs> Sunday Riley fake re- uh, fake reviews follow-up. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who missed it, about half a year ago? Yeah,
0: even more than that, I feel like. Wow.
1: Yeah, so there was a whistleblower mm-hmm. that... Um, that public, published some emails mm-hmm. that were sent by higher-ups in Sunday Riley, basically <laughs> not very subtly instructing, actually very clearly instructing their employees to leave uh, fake reviews on Sephora. Right. Um, and they gave very specific instructions, including key phrases to use. And at that time, they got some backlash, but... Yeah, it seems like
0: the FTC finally stepped in. Um, they put them on blast. Mm-hmm. Um unfortunately there was really no punishment. It was just merely a slap on the wrist. The settlement. Um, yeah. So um with that, uh how do we feel, Gloria?
1: So, Sunday Riley Pinky promised to FTC that, oh, you know, totally are bad. We'll never write fake reviews ever again. Um, But they did so without ever admitting any wrongdoing. Right. Uh, If you ask if I believe that they will never write fake reviews again... uh...
0: Yeah, and unfortunately, you know, I mean, I gotta be honest. They're not the only ones that do that. Yeah. They just blatantly do that so yeah the
1: instructions were very detailed there was actually a whole paragraph basically on um how to create a believable profile on sephora Mm. so you don't think fake (laughs) right
0: so you know i think this is why we try to do what we do is just to Mm -hmm. help people be able to read through that and come to their own conclusions um feel empowered um with knowledge to make the best choices for their skin right. um so i think our general tone is this is just you know it is just the way of the beauty industry reviews right. have now become everything and right. actually not even in the beauty industry um through yelp uh through
1: influencer culture any Instagram. S- right
0: through any sort of um service or business reviews are so valued that mm-hmm. this is and it's just that's how it is is.
1: and honestly in industries where i'm not personally an expert in let's say food or clothing like yeah of course the first thing i do is look at stuff online what people are saying what people are wearing take it with a grain of salt but at the same time it, it is a very important part of your decision making
0: yep so i mean really the takeaway here is i mean you guys already knew it um now they're on you know they're definitely on people's radar and you know this just fuels the fire to just seek you know better resources to help you know educate and help you make a better choice Mm -hmm.
1: so at the end of the day that is just homes in the point of just listen to your skin let's say you see a very popular cult favorite product and it doesn't work for you it's not you it's them right it's Everyone's skin is different, you know. I exactly. have heard so many stories of people who go after these cold products and they just they don't understand why it doesn't work for them. Just just move on. You know, and, and
0: to add to that, um, I've had actually friends who even deal with things like eczema and based on what they read have like changed their routine entirely and are just believe that it's like, oh, it's me, it's not... You know, mm-hmm. it, it's not what I read that is a problem. It's me. Right. And so, um, yeah, I, I totally agree. It's just, you know, listen to how your skin's reacting. Yep. So. and yeah um all right so on the flip side let's change it up to some fun news Yep.
1: Yeah, so a trend a really big skincare trend right now is of jj care <laughs> our first episode was called coochie fire so the yeah. coochie is coming around coochie care coochie care oh oh my god we should trademark that <laughs> Uh, but yeah, coochie care is very in right now. Yeah. Uh, um, when we went to an indie beauty expo in mm. New York, we actually saw this really funny CBD, um, CBD vag care company mm. that's called Happy Clam. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Great name. <laughs>
0: Gloria discovered a you know vaginal care or I guess a vaginal grooming care brand called Flamingo. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and hilariously the website is called thebush2020.com and before
1: you think holy crap another bush is running 2020 it's actually a really kind of cute pun celebrating mm-hmm. the bush yep and um, you'll see you know lingo like grow choice
0: you uh-huh. know and um we really like it it's just you know i i like the humor angle yeah um, yeah and you know, the price point is great actually. From what I noticed it's like anywhere between ten to thirty. And it's not just for, you know, your nether regions, they also do facial grooming. Mm-hmm. So, um definitely
1: like a cool website to check out. We think things that claim too far, like Happy Clam <laughs> makes a lot of uh bold claims about what it can do for your mm. Uh that i don't know if i agree with but i feel like uh, campaigns like the flamingo bush 2020 yeah it's lighthearted brings that what's maybe traditionally taboo to the forefront exactly i think that's fine I think it's that's the great. way we like it yeah
0: um and finally oh um we've discovered a brand called Panacea. Um, It is definitely in the premium price point. Um, You're looking at anywhere between 250 to $420. For, get this, 30
1: packets.
0: (laughs) So how it works is um, basically you get this beautifully uh, molded plastic box and it opens, like, a jewelry box, and inside has, like, 30, it almost looks like samplets to me. I hate to say They that. really do just look like samplets. Yes, and, you know, it, it's displayed very beautifully, but, I huh. mean, in, in some ways, I just think the packaging is extremely wasteful.
1: It's, like, unnecessary. Um, <clears throat> what actually caught our eyes is <laughs> this brand launched via an incredible red carpet event. Mm. where they invited a bunch of A-line celebrities, models. So the brand was founded by uh, a Nobel laureate scientist, which sounds really cool, but oh, let's just read a quote of a claim from the website. They claimed their product support a healthy epigenetic cellular restoration. Whatever the hell that means. Uh, hello, yes, the FDA? Yeah, uh, <laughs> this comment right here, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, um, just, we gotta do a prices right on this one for sure. There's just so many things about this that has us concerned from the 30 packets because. That's just extremely unnecessary. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's from a preservative standpoint, where they think that you know it's better to have single doses when you know using the normal format of a bottle is perfectly fine. Um, but and that's I, not how Nobel laureates do it, yeah. and that's not how Gigi Hadid likes it. And that's also not how cellular restoration works either. <laughs> so you again, know. hello FDA. <laughs> You know this is kind of a classic example of um science washing science washing uh way too premium of a product um not sure if they're going you know if it's actually gonna pay out this definitely has the makings of that mystical holy grail yeah skincare product for
1: 420 dollars, you can get botox and two facials and. I'd- I take the Botox, I gotta be honest. Yep. So, anyway, that's it for the news for now. Um, Let's move on to our theme. So, we looked through episode 1 through 4, and we realized, oh... We never did a one-on-one put-together routine episode, which would have made a lot more sense. You would think we would one.
0: start with that, but of course, it's us and nothing is in order.
1: <laughs> yeah, I um, we, uh, this is, the podcast is a snapshot into how we work. This is very, very, uh, we have a, we have a rough outline of what we want to say, mm. but a lot of things just, like, come out like word vomit. <laughs> it's a little chaotic.
0: yeah um but yeah we're really excited to do this um i think it's you know having a simple guideline mm-hmm. um, can really help you give you a framework of how to build your own routine and Ooh. also realize that maybe you don't need 15 bottles forced into just like your night routine um so we're just gonna break it down um yeah, in the, very simple terms. I mean, it's actually the way we like to do things.
1: Right, and the reality is, we get it. In today's world, there's so many things out there you like to try, but just know that consistency is what's really going to benefit. It's a marathon, it's not a sprint. Something we stress a lot is that uh, before you even reach for any treatments or fancy actives, get the routine down. And honestly, we get it. We, we love our actives too, mm-hmm. but as your skin goes through changes or... Um, you're trying out newer more aggressive actives. It's always really good to lock down the basics It's like something you fall back on for when you travel when your skin's reactive um, Just a few basic pieces that you know will work for your skin.
0: Yeah, think of it as a base The way we see it is in three basic steps your cleanse moisturize and sun protection That's you know really all you need and so when skin freaks out just go back to a simple routine and then you know go from there. Um, so that's why we emphasize these three steps mm-hmm. so much. Um, it's really just the easiest way to problem solve, mm-hmm. um, just by
1: going to back to the basics per usual. Yeah. So uh, about cleansing, we actually did a full podcast episode just on cleansing last week. Listen to the last one. Just yeah. So uh, we're not gonna get too much into <laughs> it, but yeah, wash your face, man. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, that's step number one. And
0: then number two is your moisturizer.
1: Yeah, so there's a lot of talk right now about whether moisturizing is necessary. Mm. I guess, like, yes and no. Um, I think most people can benefit from moisturizing. Mm-hmm. And Victoria, it's a very complicated subject for people with more, more oilier skin, right? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, I've met my fair share of people who have told us, like, you know, I've, I've actually never used a moisturizer. Um, Do I need to start? Um, So the first answer is always no you don't you know because if you you if your skin is doing just fine you don't deal with uh, frequent dry patches then really I have to be honest you don't however once dry skin starts happening that definitely right that definitely becomes problematic Mm -hmm. because that that's really the snowball effect can happen Mm -hmm. where dry skin leads to irritation and inflammation and then now you have to deal with troubleshooting that and unfortunately can lead to other problems like fine lines um scaly like -textured, textured skin so um you know it's It's really up to you. Yeah, and we,
1: I know we've all dated this one guy who washes his face with, like, dish soap and never moisturized (laughs) and still has beautiful skin or something. Okay, first off, guys
0: have great genes. So just keep that in mind. Like, they're on track to have, you know, they have nice, thick skin so that when they age, you know, they definitely aged a little bit like fine wine Mm -hmm. and you know they stay relatively more oily so they're nicely hydrated they don't go through you know menopause so they just got everything going for them which is very unfair so do know that (laughs) we got the bush 2020 woo (laughs) (laughs) yeah so okay so going back to oily skin um Mm -hmm. it is very challenging um on top of that it doesn't help that the oil-free claim um is very confusing right um, it's not regulated it's Doesn't up to them right and it's up to the brands to define what they think is oil free that can range anywhere from just making sure they use don't use ingredients that have the word oil in it to actually truly including like no fatty alcohols no silicone silicone oil excuse me um so I guess in my mind, what I tip, what has typically worked for me is light gel creams. Mm-hmm. Um, those, for the most part, I've done. I've had a higher chance of not making me too greasy by end of day.
1: And a lot of times, the light gel creams, the occlusive of choice is um, more silicone based. Mm-hmm. Those are much lighter, and it feels, it feels cleaner mm-hmm. on skin than um, their organic or like waxes oil um petrolatum counterparts yeah
0: and even like a lot of the plant oils can get pretty heavy some of them can come out very fatty and sweet almond oil (laughs) yeah and (laughs) sesame seed oil is a big Mm -hmm. one for me that doesn't quite work so um again yeah light gel creams yeah what about you gloria i know you've got dry skin so i know that's got its own challenges
1: yeah for me is i wish i got in the habit of moisturizing earlier Mm um i guess when i was younger i didn't I didn't really feel like I need to. Mm-hmm. But by the time I noticed, I was getting dry, dry, flaky patches. fine mm-hmm. lines were coming on. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a, a very, very, very important step for, uh, for dry skin people. Mm-hmm. I know we say to keep things simple, but for dry skin, I just find layering works much better for me. Mm-hmm. So I personally still like lighter textures despite having dry skin. I just don't like to really really heavy nourished feel yeah the creams that's like that feels like I don't know your skin can't breathe yeah or or it just has that texture it's like baby food or something (laughs) like it's so nourishing it feels like it should be pudding Um. I, I don't I don't really like that and I found that I found that layering is actually makes a huge difference for mm. me. So even if a heavy cream or petrolatum works well enough to seal everything in, mm. uh, a hydrating serum, like my old favorite is the Hadalabo um, hyaluronic acid mm. cosmetic water. And now obviously I use our Aqua but I find that on nights where I get lazy and don't use it, it makes a difference the next day. Mm. So um, yeah, layering's your friend, and um, it helps. It kind of helps with all aspects of it. So um, a heavier cream is when you need to seal everything in if you have dry skin. But by default, that means you don't have a lot of room for the water grabbers. Right. Right. So you get the uh, best of both worlds when you find different pieces.
0: And what Gloria means by water grabbers are Uh, your humectants, your hyaluronic acid, glycerin, glycols, things like that, that just hang on to the water molecules um, and keep it to the skin.
1: Yeah, actually, there's a... Slightly different point here, but uh, I want to say, before I got in the industry, this is such a painful concept that I think everyone should get, is just oils, um, you need both water-based and oil-based ingredients. Because mm. when I started noticing that my skin's really dry, I've shopped a lot, and I got really confused by serums, right? All these serums that's like that claims to be ultra-hydrating mm. and very plumping, mm. they're mostly water-based. Yes. And I have bought serums, that's been sold to me as a standalone piece. Mm. And I don't have any waxes and oils in my routine. I just use a serum thinking, oh, this is moisturizing, yep. right? Holy hell, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, I got to say for
0: oily skin, this is actually even more challenging to mm-hmm. consider. Is that there are actually oils that can be really helpful even for oily skin. Um, reach for squalling and rosehip. And you'll realize that it's, Provides this, you know, other added part of you know the moisturizing game that mm-hmm. you still require, and I'm, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it, but I gotta talk about why we created our moisturizer. Skip <laughs> you skip, uh-huh. skip the next like three minutes if you don't want to hear about our business. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly the problem we have with moisturizers is that you're locked into this formula where you don't have any control of your moisturizing needs your balance Mm -hmm. of water and oil and you know the waxes and balms that are going to help you know seal in moisture and so that's why we decided to create this like toolkit of the best in class of each category um so you know that's just just trying to solve this problem of better moisturizing solutions for all of us. So, yep. yeah, that's moisturizing in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just break it up with a quick decode that i tip. So I think out there right now, um, there's this internet rule of thumb mm-hmm. that people use, which is um, to only pay attention to the top five ingredients in an ingredient list. Um, so we definitely have some feels about this.
1: Yeah, uh, in, the, in Generally speaking, it's not wrong that after the top five, um, it's probably under one percent after that. Uh, there's a lo- but there's a lot a lot of exceptions to that, and also to add to that, there's. A, lot, a ton of ingredients that work under the 1%. Mm. So if you only pay attention to top five, you'll soon realize 99% of everything you own ends at like butylene glycol. Yeah. <laughs> and um, not to mention, I think it's important to pay attention to the pre- uh, preservative system. Mm. You're definitely not going to see any of that in the top five. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I think what's another thing to keep in mind is um, sh- very short ingredient lists. Mm-hmm. Um, this rule tends to be problematic as well, because mm-hmm. then suddenly you're like, ooh, this is preservative at a very high level, and that's not quite right. Right. Um, and then the, the flip side is an extremely long ingredient list. With that, I, I almost think it can extend out to the first like ten ingredients that may be significant, but mm-hmm. then you've got a lot of pumped in extracts. Yeah. Um, and oils at that
1: are right, right.
0: And so in that sense, you know, it's it can be hard to really decipher. Um, with that, we, we we get lazy and don't like to go through those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think niacinamide is one you can easily see in the top five.
1: Oh, yeah, because the, the useful level of niacinamide is 2-5%. to five percent. Mm. And, yeah, if you see it kind of straggling off into that 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, 12th position, it's not a very significant level of niacinamide.
0: And then the other one we would
1: consider is AHAs. If it's not the third ingredient and up, or maybe fourth, fine, we'll give it a pass to fifth. Um, then it's probably not high enough. Right. Yep, that's your decode that IL tip for today. I feel like that was a
0: very long rambling (laughs) conversation of a tip. (laughs) Right. The third step in the basic routine is sun protection. Sun protection. All right, let's be real. We could probably talk about this in an entire episode, but we'll be quick. Yeah, Yeah, so in a nutshell, one word, texture. Right. Find a sunscreen with the right texture for you, so
1: that you'll want to use it every
0: day. Or else, there's just no point.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people think, oh, like as long as it's tolerable, it's okay, right? But it it's really important here because most people don't apply enough, right? And most of you never reapply, right? So a, a nice. I mean, texture. I I forget to reapply. I gotta be honest. <gasps> Confession. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah. So find one that you can live with. Uh, live with. Have a nice soothing, unlayable texture that makes you want to apply throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. For all of you
0: oily skin individuals like myself, uh, I will definitely say sunscreens is quite a challenge. Um, it's very hard to find one that doesn't leave you feeling greasy and heavy. Um, if you're looking for a mineral, I've had good luck with Murad. The unfortunate thing is that it will break the bank. You're talking about $60 for a little bottle. Um, so. I had to switch out. Um, I'm actually currently trying out the Elta MD UV Clear, which is actually a hybrid of mineral and um, chemical, Um, Mm -hmm. it uses zinc and octinoxate, but it makes me pill, (laughs) unfortunately, so Mm -hmm. that's been a struggle. I guess my fallback plan has always been Bior Aqua Riche, Um, Mm -hmm. it's really an easy no fuss, um, doesn't leave me oily, doesn't leave my skin feeling too heavy, and no white cast, Mm -hmm. um, which is kind of a struggle as well so mm-hmm. all the struggles all the struggles me. with sunscreen
1: <laughs> how about you Gloria? um i don't really have a favorite sunscreen mm. i guess um for a long time my favorite has been la roche oh, yeah, yeah. um the, the anthelios one the one we it's had to shake a little bit t- tinted or untinted i tend to reach for the tinted yeah but i have found that i don't know i, I do kind of like the added tint but i've stained a few white shirts because um, I don't, yeah. Mm. Um, but other than that, I don't really have a favorite. Mm. Um, I will say, though, I hate physical sunscreen. <laughs> Cause, so the titanium dioxide and zinc oxide, that, that powdery f- feel, is just not a very fun feeling for dry skin people. Mm. Whether or not your skin's actually dry, it just feels dry. Mm. It just has that powdered feel a oh, lot. <laughs> a lot of
0: things, a lot of minerals also struggle with that drag
1: finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: so i i can understand
1: that yeah so i often just immediately feel that tightness that yeah me likey
0: yeah we could definitely dedicate a whole episode to this topic Find yeah and a good one
1: <laughs> yeah so uh stay tuned subscribe uh a shout out to that person that gave us a one-star review <laughs> we'll I'll try to do better <laughs> Yeah, we, we, we feel you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we're going to break it up. Oh my God, it's animal fact time. Woohoo. And today... Wait, Victoria, you're not going to sing this time? Oh, okay. Break, break, break it up. Break, oh break, Today
0: we are talking about quokas. Yes, we are totally gushing about Quokka and and thanks to Fitty Snails, our longtime friend on Instagram, for <laughs> sharing this with us. I have now signed us up for two Quokka Instagram <laughs> accounts that we get to look at every day. <laughs>
1: yes. Um. So what are Quokkas? Uh, if you do a quick Google search, they're this really. They almost look fake. They're like. uh one part hamster one part possum and one part kangaroo on prozac yep
0: the happiest creatures on the planet they are marsupials they're related to the kangaroos they have a pouch um just when they have babies um you can find them on small islands of western australia and they're actually a vulnerable species you know due to increasing loss of their habitat so uh, just some interesting facts about them. Uh, aside from <laughs> taking really good selfies, um, <laughs> do a quick Google search. Um, it's actually quite fun. They're adorable. Yeah.
1: Uh, they can store fat in their tails. Uh, I would like that. I will like that <laughs> skill set, please. If I can just deposit all my fat into a tail, I can live with the tail. Uh, and they
0: also have one very dark survival instinct, and that is they will drop their babies to <laughs> flee a predator.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I, I feel bad that we're laughing but the sight is kind of funny. Yeah, so smiley and yet oh, a little dark. <laughs> so their babies, like kangaroos, are called jerks. So you just see little abandoned joeys screaming to their mommy, why don't you love me?
0: Well, that was really
1: dark. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so yeah, that's our fun animal fact for today.
0: And last but not least, we are going to answer a few questions from our followers.
1: Yep, first question from our friend Cindy. Mm. Can you do a post about low versus high molecular hyaluronic acid? I've heard about how low molecular weight can be inflammatory and more expensive, but high weight is just more hydrating. Mm. Thoughts? Yeah, great question. Um, so
0: the general consensus on hyaluronic acid is just think of it as a humectant, a mm. hydrator that hangs onto water and just keeps it to the skin. Now, there, yes, the varying molecular weight. Um, the idea behind it is that when you get to the very small, uh, molecular weights, um, it can actually penetrate the skin. Um, unfortunately, there's not a lot of data showing this behavior. What we would like to say is that um, it can be a little bit more irritating because yeah. of its ability to penetrate.
1: Right. Um, but there is a lot. So uh, to some high molecular weight, definitely just a hydrator. Mm-hmm. Lower molecular weight, there there is some but not a lot of data showing that it can be an anti-ager. But we still think it's still. We would still consider it a hydrator.
0: And I think the other complicated thing to know is that not all low molecular weight hyaluronic acid. Wow, that's a mouthful. Uh, oh is my god. I I <laughs> yeah, not all of them are created equal. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, would we cough up the money to also? Pay to get low molecular weight? Uh, not really, personally. I th- yeah, I
1: think it depends on the formula, mm-hmm. um, but it's not something we'll call money if it's a standalone ingredient. Mm, yeah, right? I think it's a great player in a, com- a more complete exactly. formula. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Um. right. Second question from
0: our follower, Catherine. I understand that vitamin C is an unstable ingredient and because of that should be packaged in a way so that it's not exposed to light and oxygen. Ugh. With yeah. that in mind, I'm wondering if I shouldn't invest my money in products like SkinCeuticals CE Ferulic that package their vitamin C serum in clear glass dropper bottles that leave their products vulnerable to air and light exposure.
1: Uh, so packaging matters. Mm-hmm. Um, with the SkinCeuticals dropper, it is in an amber dropper bottle, which mm-hmm. does a decent job of blocking out um, the harmful rays. Mm-hmm. Um, the dropper format probably isn't super ideal. Deal for air exposure, but I want to say that this formula is notorious for being gassy. Yeah. So when it degrades, it gives off some carbon um, dioxide. What that means is if you use an airless pump like the uh, Drunk Elephant packaging, it sputters. It gathers in that top, so it comes out like... Pfft, <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, and on top of that, you know, uh, I just want to mention that skin SkinCeuticals is the mother formula mm-hmm. of the whole l ascorbic acid serum. Um, so these antioxidants, they've done a lot of studies to show that these antioxidants really do help in prolonging the shelf life of l ascorbic in terms of vitamin C, in terms of in this packaging, we think it's fine. Um, obviously, you know the general rule is keep it in, in vampire settings, cool and dark uh, storage. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if you're worried about the price point, there are dupes out there like Timeless that you can use. Um, but otherwise, you don't have to worry too much about this. Um, I wouldn't say.
1: Yeah, use it all the way through. Don't let it sit around for too long. Right. Um, the dropper is. Sufficient in this yeah, case. it's the best you can get. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, next, last but not least, our follower Zoe asks: Are there any drugstore moisturizers that have retinol you would suggest, or just in general any retinol product? Um, Zoe has acne-prone skin and <laughs> a little bit scared by retinol.
0: You can try the Neutrogena Rapid
1: Wrinkle Repair as a hmm. good first start. Um, it's kind of considered the drugstore um drugstore standard. Right. It, it, it is pretty low in concentration mm-hmm. as well, so we wouldn't worry too much about irritation as a starting product.
0: Yeah, and the other option you can try is different, um, Adapalene. Um, you, because Zoe mentioned acne-prone skin, um, mm. it's got a lot of great data around uh, treating acne, and also there's some implication that it does great with uh, wrinkles. Um, I'm sure there's more to come on that Um, so uh, another piece of advice to go along with that is just know that um, to kind of prevent the initial purging that may happen when you start using retinoids um, try to just space it out incorporate it maybe every other day just a Mm -hmm. slow introduction to really manage irritation and you know any sort of initial breakouts
1: yeah understand how your skin responds to it and you'll be fine yeah all right, so that's episode five. That's episode five. We made it. We made it, fam.
0: <laughs> yeah, we should have done this episode since day one, but hopefully you found this helpful. Um, if you do have any questions, please email us at info at
1: Preview to the next episode, we are going to get an oily skin, Special. I can't wait. <laughs> is gonna be neat. <laughs> no, 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 no,
0: no. Uh, yeah, we're gonna just do, get into the nitty gritty of oil-free claims. Oh, uh, I'll I'll it. Yep, yeah. we'll troubleshoot, you know, certain ingredients, so stay tuned. And see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> see you next time.